Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. Come on in and find you a seat this morning. Good to see everyone this morning. We are glad you're here today. Praise the Lord. If you're visiting with us, we're, we just welcome you. Welcome you to Pleasant Grove Assembly of God. We're glad that you're here today. Praise the Lord. We're here to worship God today. And I hope you come ready to worship. I hope you come ready to experience the living God. Amen. He's here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you picked up a bulletin this morning, you'll notice there was an insert in there. This is Mission Sunday, so for those who may not be familiar, our offering boxes are located in the back and you can for your convenience. And then you'll also see some yellow buckets there. Well, those are for our boys and girls missionary challenge for our young kids. And uh, so if you want to contribute, if you have some spare change or some bills you want to drop in there that'll go to missions as well but we want to remember to pray for our missionaries hallelujah glory glory and then I want to let you know next week uh, you'll see in the bulletin there that Dr. Mark Contende is going to be back with us next Sunday morning so you don't want to miss that we invite you to come back next week We'll be beginning again at 10.30 Sunday morning, worshiping God and ready to meet with Him. So praise the Lord. Amen. Well, today is a special day. It's a special day that we honor our mothers, and we just want to do that right now. We are so grateful for all of our mothers and for all that they do. Amen. And if you're here today, you're a mother don't forget at the end of the service, there is a special gift for you on the back table. And uh, we want to bless you today. Mothers are special, amen? amen? Amen. They're special. I am blessed, amen, to still have my mother. And uh, I'll be able to, to, to spend some time with her. But, but mothers, you know, I was, I was preparing some food yesterday evening for our mothers today. And as I was working and I'm preparing the food and I started getting some pain between my shoulder blades my arms were getting tired and I thought about the mothers because I know that they spend a lot more time at that table and at that kitchen sink than I do and I began to think about all that our mothers do for us you know they we're different dads are different we when we get sick We'll, you'll find us in the bed. We'll be laid up looking for service. We need a wet towel on our head. But not mom. Not mom. She's got work to do. You see, just because she doesn't feel good, she still has to take care of those children. She still has to cook. She still has to clean. She still has to take care of those kids. And probably that, that dad that's there too. 
but they never quit giving. They don't have a choice to, to give up and to stop because their, their work's never finished. I just want to honor our mothers today. I want to honor them for all that they do. They never give up. You see, I believe that God gave our mothers a special uh, ability to love in a special capacity. It's a love that goes beyond uh, anything that we can imagine. I believe it because it's something that drives them. It's a love for their children and their family that's God-given that drives them to keep pushing, to keep working, to keep serving, to keep doing what they do to make sure that their children, to keep praying. Amen? Amen. We Thank God for some praying mothers this morning. Hallelujah. So we just want to honor our mothers. Can we just give a big God bless you right now for all of our mothers? If you're a mother, would you just take a stand today? Would you stand up, mothers? I want to just stand. I want you to stand up because we want to honor you. Let's give them a God bless you. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you, each one of you. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. We're going to worship God today. and We thank God for our mothers. And just as the mothers, they, 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 they can't get tired. They have to keep going. And so it is with the Christian, amen, with the believer. We don't get to just get tired and quit, but we've got to press on, amen. Amen. We got to press on. We got to keep believing. Jesus said, We've got to occupy until He comes. How many of you know He's coming? But until He comes, we got to keep praying. Until He comes, we got to keep worshiping. Until He comes, we got to keep pressing in. Amen. I'm ready to press in this morning. I don't know about you, but I want to invite you to stand to your feet today. We're going to press in. We're going to worship God today and believe Him to fill this place this morning with His glory. Hallelujah. Will you believe it with me today? Oh, let's pray and worship Him, church. Father, we love you. Father, we praise you. We thank you for this day. God, that you have made, we rejoice. We're glad in it today, Lord. And as we come to your house, we gather in your name to honor you. And God, we thank you today for our mothers. We thank you for the gift that you've given us, Lord God, for their special love and their special care. And we pray a special blessing, Lord, upon each one of them today. And God, now as we lift our song to you, may you pour out your spirit upon every heart today and fill us to overflow. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Jesus, you are so good, so good, so good. We thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. And Lord, we thank you for who you are, a God that never changes. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And every word you say is true, Lord God. And we can trust it. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, still the Your goodness is good, we are You'll never change. I will tell you wonders, sing of your grace. The God of creation knows me by name. The Lord is faithful, yesterday, now, and always. Oh. Your mercy is 
Father, you are so kind. We praise and honor you in your house. We give you glory for you alone are worthy. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your shed blood. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. We thank you that you opened our eyes and you awakened our hearts. You drew us into yourself and you transformed our lives. We thank you for a great salvation. We thank you for eternal and abundant life. And we pray, oh Lord, speak to our hearts this morning. Let lives be encouraged, comforted, and made strong. Let wounded hearts be healed. Let heavinesses be dispersed. Let your people be lifted up and made strong in thee. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Let's give the Lord a clap offering of praise. He's worthy. He's holy. He's wonderful. He's worthy. We praise his holy name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning. Good to see everybody out in the house of the Lord this morning. God is so good to us. So good to see everyone. A lot of, a lot of guests. God bless you. Make yourself at home. So good to have you with us. Uh, children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. Sister Amy's ready to Amen. I'm so happy the school's coming to the end of the school year. So thank you, Jesus. I always tell the school teachers, get happy about this time of year. Amen. Well, good morning. Ladies, happy Mother's Day. God bless you. Love you and thank God for you. And Oh, wow. We honor you. We're thankful for women of faith. We're thankful for women of faith. And we just pray God's richest blessings upon your lives. And this morning, we, we want to preach about a very um, famous woman from the Word of God. Her name is Deborah, a mother in Israel. So if you have your Bibles, if you would go to Judges, the 13th chapter, we're going to read a few verses and talk about Deborah, mother in Israel. And again, mothers, we love you. Ladies, we thank God for you. And we so appreciate you and all that you've done for us. And we want to talk about a mother this morning. Again, Judges 4, we'll read the first nine verses, then we'll jump to one verse in the fifth chapter. But the Bible says, After Ehud died, the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And so the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, a king of Canaan, and reigned in Hazar. And the commander of his army was Sisera. All right. Because he had 900 chariots and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20-some years, the Israelites finally cried out to the Lord. In verse 4, Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labadoth, was leading or judging Israel at the time. and She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came to her to have their disputes decided and settled. One day she got a word from the Lord. She sent for Barak, son of Abinom, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Go and take with you 10,000 men from Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them the way to Mount Tabor. I will lure Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishron River and give him into your hands. And Barak a little bit timid at this point. He said to her, now if you go with me, I'll go. But if you don't go with me, I'm not budging. Very well, Deborah said, I'm going to go with you, but because of the way you're going about this, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. Now if you would, 
the seventh verse of chapter 5, the seventh verse of chapter 5, and the Bible says, Village life in Israel ceased, ceased until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this wonderful example of this woman of faith. And we thank you for all the precious ladies of this church that do so much, that mean so much, that have blessed us in so many ways. And we just pray, Lord, you'll speak to each one of us and give a fresh impartation of strength and grace. In Jesus' name, and everyone said. I want to talk about Deborah, a mother in Israel. And if we could divide our, our, our sermon here into three parts, we would divide it like this. Uh, a sad situation, a surprising solution, and then we probably won't get but a supernatural salvation. You see that again? Uh, a sad situation and a surprising solution and a supernatural salvation. Now we pray that the story of Deborah and her great example, her faith, her, um, her inspiration, her courage would both inspire all of us and instruct us as we fulfill our roles, because every one of us has a role to fulfill. And we begin with this, we call it a sad situation, but quite frankly, it wasn't supposed to be that way. Obviously, it wasn't supposed to be that way, and you see that in the first three verses. It was a sad situation. Twenty years, the Israelites had been oppressed because they had forgotten the Lord. And they had um, forsaken his lead. They had thrown off his rule. And God's people ha had been oppressed, defeated in the very land that God had given them to conquer, to enjoy, and to possess. You know, it's a sad day when the victors become the victims. It's a sad day. And God, he had raised up this nation to be his treasured possession. He delivered them with a mighty hand from Egypt's bondage. He led them and cared for them and provided for them 40 years in the wilderness. He gave them this wonderful inheritance, this promised land, and it was supposed to be theirs and their children after them for generation after generation. But now, 20 long years, and the iron fist and the iron chariots of General Sisera had crushed and controlled and just defeated the people of God. The Bible says that small town life had ceased. Things were too dangerous to live in the towns. They all had to huddle together. Highways were unsafe to travel. Commerce had crumbled. Agriculture had been ruined. And we said, as we've been teaching through this um, book of Judges, that this was kind of the pattern or the cycle in the book of Judges. We studied it just recently with the life of Samson, how this cycle of backsliding where God's people would forget the Lord and just kind of reject his rule and they would become weak and vulnerable because it gives place to the enemy, and God would draw back his hand of blessing. God would lift the grace of his protection, and then trouble would come. They'd be defeated. They'd be overwhelmed by the enemy until finally they would have enough, and they would finally humble their hearts and cry out to God, and God who is rich in mercy, God whose heart is full of compassion, he would be moved towards his people. He would stretch forth his hand. He would raise up a judge a leader, someone to bring deliverance, whether it's a Samson or a Jephthah or an Ahud or a Gideon. But this morning, something very different. He raises up Deborah, a mother in Israel. And into this sad situation, God rises up a very surprising solution. Surprising solution. And when I, when I think about people like Deborah, people that are often overlooked and that, that natural man doesn't see much in, but God does, I'm always reminded of that famous verse from the life of David, 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7, 
when the prophet had come to choose the anointed one and he wasn't quite sure which one and he's being swayed by the tall one and, and the well-built one and the older one. The, the Lord has to show up and Samuel's a mighty prophet but even sometimes mighty prophets can miss it. And the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider the appearance or the height for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord, he looks at the heart. And we're going to see this in the life of Deborah, the surprising solution. Because we see that God, when he's looking for a vessel, he's not looking for age, he's not looking at sex, he's, he's not looking at natural pedigree, he's looking at spiritual qualities. He's looking at the thing that is within. He's looking at a man or a woman's faith, their, their, their willingness, their obedience, their courage, their character. The Bible says that God had heard the cries of his people. Somebody, God, hears your cries. You might think you're alone in that thing. You might think no one knows, and even though closest to you, you haven't shared it with, but God sees your heart, and God has heard your cry. And if you'll keep trusting the Lord, if you'll keep leaning on the Lord, he'll work his good work in your life just like he has before. He'll bring you through. He'll defend your name. He'll honor your faith, and God will do his wonders in your life one more time. Can you say amen? The people of God had made a terrible mistake by forsaking the Lord and thinking they could navigate through life without the guiding hand of heaven. But people do foolish things. But at least this group of people, it took them 20 years. That's a little bit too long for me. But uh, they finally cried out to God, and God, who is rich in mercy, rose up a deliverer. But this deliverer was different than any of the others. This leader was a lady. Heaven heard their cries, and God knew they didn't need just a new or better weapons. They didn't need just a bigger army. They needed a new faith in the Lord their God. They needed a new commitment to his will and his ways. They needed to return to the good old paths of righteousness and obedience and trusting in the Lord. And again, notice God doesn't raise up a military warrior. He does not move upon one of the tribes to take the lead and rally and rally the troops. A surprising solution. He raises up a woman. Again, the leader was a lady. You see, in this culture at this time, that's very surprising. In fact, it's very unusual in one of the last places that they would look is the exact place and the exact person God would choose to be his deliverer. It's a wonderful thing. Man might overlook you, but God wants to see your heart. Man might not think because of this or that you're qualified, but if God sees a sincere heart, he'll use your life, he'll bless your life, and you can be an instrument in the hand of the Almighty. Deborah was raised up as God's instrument of deliverance. God called her a judge, God called her a prophetess, but she called herself a mother, a mother in Israel. We thank God for all the mothers, the mothers in faith that lead us and guide us and inspire us through the years. We thank God for the mothers in the faith. We give God a hearty thank you, Lord, for, for the dear women of faith that have touched our lives on, from the beginning to the very present hour. We thank the Lord this morning that we have mothers, whether they're in the natural and they're still alive and we can honor them, or just the memory that we give God praise for, the natural mothers, but also the mothers in faith that have taught us and prayed for us and been the Sunday school teacher and been the children's church worker that have been there for us. We thank God for the mothers. 
We thank God for praying mothers. We thank God for God-fearing mothers. We thank God for Bible-reading and Bible-believing mothers. We thank God for church-going and Jesus-loving mothers. We thank God for mothers that have guided us and taught us the way of righteousness, that have prayed us through some of our waywardness and our weak years. We thank God for mothers of faith that know the Lord and have blessed our lives in so many, many ways. Can you say amen? Deborah was a mother who nurtured and cared and loved God's wayward children. In many ways during this time, Israel was a fatherless bunch, seen in the fact that no man rose up to lead, to stir, to unite the people of God at such a crisis moment, at such a critical time. There was not a David, a Jonathan, or a Joshua among them. There were no Caleb's or Saul's or Samuel's or Samson's that could be found. But thank God Deborah arose, a mother in Israel that filled her shoes and someone else's also. Let's remember three things about Deborah. And I pray that they would inspire you to be the mother God's called you to be, or if your case, the father, the son, the daughter. Because let there be no doubt there is need of thee. Let there be no doubt the Lord has need of you in this present hour. Somebody needs your prayers. Somebody needs your sacrifice. Somebody needs your example. Somebody needs your love. Somebody needs your sacrifice and your service. Deborah, we'll talk about a mother, a mover, and a motivator. A mother, a mover, and a motivator. She, she was a mother in Israel. That's chapter 5, verse 7. I arose, Deborah, a mother in Israel. Now, as a mother, she was a judge and a prophetess. We see that chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. She was a judge. She was a leading. She settled disputes. She was a peacemaker. They'd bring the disputes, and she'd impart the wisdom of God. The children would come to her, and she would impart God's wisdom and God's counsel. She's the only woman judge in the Scripture. She's the only woman ever appointed by God to national leadership. She instructed the people in what was right and what was wrong. She settled their disputes. She imparted and instructed God's standards into life situations and helped them know the will of God. Women of God, please continue to stand up and speak up for righteousness, biblical righteousness. Um, now is not the time to remain silent, but ladies, now is the time to continue to speak forth the word of God to your children and your grandchildren and all those around you in this presently confused and darkened hour. We need to be instructed in the will and in the ways of God. There's been a breakdown. There's been a letdown. We, we've been, we, we've been um, lied to by government. We've been lied to by culture. We've been lied to by, by academics and all that. And we need to hear one more time a righteous word, a heaven-sent word, a word that will direct us in the way that pleases the Lord and brings blessing into our lives. Ladies, please continue to be bold and courageous and speak forth the word of the Lord to your family and to your loved ones for God has called you to such a task. Can you say amen? Deborah's a mother in Israel. She's a peacemaker. She's settling their disputes. She's an instructor in the ways of God. She's giving counsel and she's giving wisdom. And she's a prophetess. God called her a prophet. Now a prophet is someone who receives revelation or a word from God 
and then delivers it for God. Mothers are called to be peacemakers, imparters or instructors of God's holy standard. But also Christian mothers must be communicators of the word, the ways, and the character of God. In the Bible, prophets would proclaim the word of the Lord and call God's children to follow in that way, to faithfully trust that way. Christian mothers, you have a prophetic role in your family and in your world. And whether they're two or 62, we must, women must proclaim and communicate the word of the Lord to their children. Never slack up from the authority of it is written. The Bible says it's in the scripture. And especially when they're young. When they're young, they need to hear that prophetic voice, someone declaring God's word, telling them about this great God, telling them about this wonderful salvation that only comes through Jesus Christ. And when they're young, ladies, tell them that their God is a big God. Tell them that their God is a good God. Tell them their God is a faithful God. Tell them their God is a relevant God. He's needed in the now of their lives. Don't put them off, but get them in the now and make them the most important part that is needed in the now. Tell them he's big. When you tell your children about the Lord, make sure they know the God they serve is the true and living God. He's a great God. He's a mighty God. He's a sovereign God. His greatness and power is unsearchable, yet he knows them personally and loves them intimately and is willing to walk with them every step of this way. Let them know the God we serve, the God of the Bible. He's bigger than the storms they're going to face. He's greater than the challenges that they will meet. He's bigger than the mountains that life will force them to climb low. Tell your children never ever lower yourself to the small feeble gods of this world for you serve the true and living God and he's an almighty God. Trust him. Look to him. Follow him. He'll never never let you down. Can you say amen? The Bible says to trust in the Lord. Don't trust in your stocks. Don't trust in your retirement plan but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on this human frailty and this human quote-unquote wisdom but all your ways if you'll acknowledge the true and living God he'll guide your path he'll bless your efforts he'll lead you every step of the way as mothers you have a prophetic role a prophetic role you hear from God and you speak for God and one of the most important things that the children hear thus saith the Lord so many words so many false ideology so many lies that are being spewed out and they need to hear that consistent this is what God says this is what the true and living God has declared and let them know this God is a big God and let them know because the world will lie to them the world will say he, he's not real good he's a killjoy he doesn't want us to have fun he, he wants to control it. let them know that the God they serve is a good God oh he's a good God the Bible says oh taste and see he, the Lord, He is good. Let someone know God is a good God. And if you walk with this God, you can have a good life and a blessed life. Oh, taste and see. This good God has good gifts for His children. His will is good. His ways are good. His rewards are good. I mean, man, they're out of this world. They're forever, forever, and forever. Tell the children, don't bow to the gods uh, uh, of instant gratification. Don't worship the, the idol of this consumer culture, but serve Jesus, for he's good all the time.
life. And he'll bless you going in. And he'll bless you coming out. He'll make you the head and not the tail. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll use your life to bless your world and the world to come. Somebody you need to know God is a good God. And his ways are good ways. Now they might be difficult at times. They might be different from this fallen world all the time. His ways are challenging sometimes, but they're still good. Listen, friend, it's so important to know the right way is not always the easy way, but it's the best way. The right way is not always the easy way, but it's the best way. Come on, say amen to that. He's a good God. Mothers, tell your children, he's a good God. Anyone that says, forget his word and do your own thing, they're an enemy of your soul. But God is good, and his will is good, and his word is good, and his standards are good, and his principles are even his borders are good. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you. They're good plans, blessed plans. Fulfill it, walk in his plans. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Let her know he's a faithful God. You know, they say if you're in Washington, D.C. and you want a friend, go get a dog. That's what they say. That's what they say. They say that. That's what they say. You let your children know you're going to want to have a faithful friend in this world. Because there's a lot of fair weather friends in this world. If you want to have a faithful friend that you can depend on, you can count on Jesus. Come on, say amen to that. Let them know he's faithful. Let them know they can count on Jesus. Yes, they can. It's true that this life has its disappointments. It's a fallen world. It's true that men will fail you. They're frail. They're human. We all are. The economy cycles. Uh, the government comes in. Government goes out. And Unfortunately, even at times, the church can fall short of its ideal. But Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Jesus is one that you can always depend on, always trust in, always know that he'll be there for you. Know the Lord your God is a faithful God. It's so important that they know they can trust this God and they can lean on this God and don't put their hope in these things that are frail and fragile that'll break their heart, but all trust in Jesus. Look to Jesus. Make sure you know him personally. Make Make sure you're walking with him intimately and let him bless your life. He'll be there to guard you. He'll be there to guide you. He'll lift you up when you fall. He'll protect you when you're under attack. When you have needs, he's there to meet them. When you need counsel, he's there to speak to you. When you need comfort, he'll wrap his loving arms around you. Let them know Jesus is faithful. He's faithful to walk with you. He's faithful to surround you. He's faithful to anoint you. And if you do somehow miss the mark, if you do somehow slip and fall, he's faithful even to to forgive you and give you another chance and get you going again and get you back in the race. Oh, somebody say amen to that. It's so important that they know that if they lose their way and take a wrong turn, if they miss the mark, stumble and fall, there is a way back, there is a way back. Just call on that name. Just cry out to that name. Return with a sincere heart to that name and he'll forgive you and He'll cleanse you and get you going again. What a God we serve. Talking about that mother's prophetic role. 
that mothers have to hear from God and speak for God, that children need to hear a word from heaven. They need to hear a right word and a righteous word. They need to hear a pure word, an eternal word, a word that'll lift them up and not confuse them, a word that'll purify them and not taint them. Oh, my Lord, let them know he is a relevant God. That means he's needed, he, he needs to be your God, not Granny's God. Not your father's God. It needs to be your God. It needs to be in the now of your life. Don't put him off till later. That's the trick of the enemy. But serve him now. Live for him now. And let him bless you now. A mother's prophetic role. Receiving God's word. Sharing and speaking God's word. Building up the children. Guiding them in the way that is righteous and eternal. Make, helping them to become the one God has called them to be. Deborah was a surprising solution. She would have been overlooked by everyone else, not even considered, but God saw something in her, and God sees something in everyone. God sees if you'll come to him and give your life to him, he'll use you, and he'll bless you, and he'll make your life a miracle. Oh, what a God we serve. He saw a woman of faith and courage, a woman that'd be willing to do his will. When God sees a willing heart, look out, look out, that life is going to be used. That life is going to be a blessing to their world. She was a mother. She was a leader. She judged them. She settled their disputes, and she was a, a prophetess. She spoke God's word, and we need to do that. We need to be peacemakers and we need to be proclaimers of God's good word and God's proper word. But she was not just a mother, she was a mover. She initiated this victory. Verse 7 in chapter 5, village life had ceased. The nation was at a standstill. The nation was being oppressed and defeated for 20 long years until I, Deborah, rose, arose, a mother in Israel. She arose. When others failed and others were absent, when others were complacent, she arose. She initiated. She inspired this action. She moved others to step out and fulfill the will of God. Faith is an action word. And this woman of God so inspires us with her leadership, so inspires us with her ability to lift others up and make those around her better than they ever dreamed. I look into the Bible and we so admire and we so get inspired by the many, many wonderful women of faith. The Bible gives us so many examples from beginning to end of wonderful women of faith. I mean, women of God, women of faith who um, knew how to press through the crowds and overcome obstacles, touch the hem of his garment. Women of faith that showed us how to receive a personal touch and miracle from the Lord. Women that showed us how to think right and how to act right and how to overcome the things that would try to hinder us and keep believing and keep pressing. We see other women that, that showed us the great example of a mother's love and, and faith and ability to endure for someone else to approach Jesus and get a touch for somebody else. It's so wonderful. We see how a Canaanite woman comes for her daughter and that love and that, oh, that sacrifice just to get a hold of Jesus so that her demon-possessed daughter would be set free and made whole. What a beautiful example throughout the Word of God of these wonderful ladies that show us how to touch God and show us how to touch God for somebody else and how to overcome 
the hindrances and overcome the responses and believe God and press through the crowd. It's a wonderful thing. It's a a mother's love. It's a wonderful example. I had a talk earlier this week with with an older gentleman and we began to talk and he kind of gave a testimony of his mother. He said, back many, many years ago, my mother was in her late 30s. She died and went to heaven. When she got there, she was told, you can stay if you want, or you can return. Now, she had three small children. The father wasn't in the picture, so you can pretty much guess what she said. Talk about a mother's love. Talk about a mother's willingness to sacrifice her own for the sake of others. I just so blessed throughout the week seeing this wonderful woman say, heaven can wait. I've got babies to raise. Um, deliverance from this dreaded disease can, 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 can come later. I'll endure this cancer for another few decades. I've got children that need a mother. Or, or glory, I've got to put you on hold, Jesus, seeing you face to face. I've got to get back to my main calling and my main privilege and my main purpose, and that's making sure my children make it. And by the grace of God, they're going to make it. Oh, we talk about that love of a mother, that love that'll fight, that love that'll sacrifice, that love that'll endure. Oh, what wonderful examples we find in the Word of God of women of faith that should inspire each and every one of us, that we should admire and try to imitate, saying, Lord, give me that kind of love. Give me that sacrificial love. Give me that faith that's willing to go the distance for someone else. Oh, what beautiful examples of how to overcome obstacles, how to press through difficulties, how to sacrifice and go the distance for others. I think of one Bible story of a woman by the name of Mary that gives us all an example of how to worship God in a way that makes heaven applaud it and heaven receive it. Do you remember that story how she poured that oil on Jesus and even the disciples rebuked her but she knew who he was and she knew where he was headed and this great woman of God had such a revelation that that the disciples didn't have. She had such a sensitivity to the moment, the disciples didn't even have it. And when she worshiped with all of her heart, pouring out her very best, Jesus defended her, Jesus applauded her, and Jesus said that'll be a memorial forever and forever. Oh, we are blessed by the many, many, many women of God within the pages of Scripture that inspire us, that we admire, and by God's grace, we should imitate their faith, and we can fulfill our roles like they did. Can you say amen? Talking about women of faith, women that are willing to take the lead, this is Deborah. She didn't press through the crowd. She didn't come and cling a miracle for her daughter. She didn't pour out the oil. She moved a nation to get back to their proper place and get back to their proper position of victory. Deborah's life was one of an issue, a motivator, a mover. She arose, and she helped others fulfill their calling and their purpose and their potential. She brought out the best in others. Man, what a woman. Mothers be determined not to allow other people's failures and other people's disappointments keep you from fulfilling your role in accomplishing your task. Sometimes you have to go it alone, but when you know Jesus, you're never alone. 
he'll stand with you. When others fled their place of responsibility, when others failed, Deborah rose. Hallelujah. When others walked out, Deborah rose. When others were too timid to do what God called them to do, Deborah rose. She arose with a personal confidence, conviction, and courage, with an expectation in the Lord her God, and so can you. Rise up, Deborah. Somebody needs you, and God is calling you in the situation to match. Deborah was a mother. Deborah was a mover. Deborah was a motivator. It's a beautiful thought here. You know, the pages of church history, whether we look at Scripture, we can go back into our church, and we can see the lives of the many godly women that have blessed us and inspired us and helped us along the way. The pages of church history records the names of so many godly women like Deborah who knew God's will, who rallied God's people, and who won God's victories. And we thank God for them. One person wrote, A woman that knows God can move mountains and men. And that's important here because if we go back to our story, Barak, the leader of God's armies, well, he was very timid and unsure at first, wasn't he? In fact, he should have been going and doing this job long before Deborah had to say anything. And then even when Deborah started getting on his case, he was too timid to go out and do anything unless she came with him. I'm not going to go unless you come with me, Mommy. Barak was timid. Barak was unsure. But Deborah motivated him. Those godly mothers make everyone around them better. Those godly mothers inspire those around them to love God more and to seek God harder and to be the one God called them to be, to dream God's dreams and accomplish God's tasks. Deborah motivated him right into a great victory. In fact, if you read that great 11th chapter of Hebrews, you're going to see the name Barak in there. Think about that. He wasn't even doing anything until Deborah showed up and stirred him up. Whew, that's a good woman, Amen. Moving him right into victory. Forty years of peace is going to be the outcome of this. It never would have happened if God's woman didn't stand up with God's word and motivate God's men to do what they should have been doing. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Barak's faith was dormant till Deborah stirred it up. Till she watered it with the word of the Lord. Till she stood by him and gave him a little push to get going. And then finally, what a beautiful, you got in your devotional time, read the story, how God gave a great victory, releasing 40 years of peace, 20 years of being oppressed, until finally Deborah, a woman who wasn't supposed to lead, who wasn't supposed to take charge. You never know who's watching these things, but I remember our first church. This isn't in the notes, but anyhow, it's worth repeating. You can just give me a good amen, ladies, when I'm done. Amen. Uh, I never get in our first church. There, there was a young, young girl, lady, and she was a pistol, so to speak. And after meeting her, we were only about 29, 30 years old ourselves, so we hadn't been around the block too much. Christina looks at me and says, whew, sure it seems like she, she wears the pants in her family. I said, yeah, but if he'd put them on, she wouldn't have to. Woo, hallelujah. All the women said amen, amen. Come on, girls, this is your day. Go ahead, you can say amen to that. Oh, Deborah, she stepped up. 
Well, nobody else would. Some of you ladies have been forced to stand up because others bailed out on you. But God stood with you, didn't he? Others walked out the door, but you stood firm. And you trusted a God that never failed you. We thank God for women of faith. Women that didn't give up because times got tough. Women that didn't give up because men walked out. Women that rose up and those who are fortunate enough to be around them got the blessing. They got inspired by their faith. They got encouraged by their prophecy. They got moved to step out and be the ones God called them to be. How many times did they speak? God's got more for you, son. Don't go the way of that crowd. That's the devil stuff. God's got a better plan for your life again and again and again. And when we failed, they were the instrument that God used to pick us back up and get us back going again. When we failed and others might have said, and we all thought we were over, she was there to say one more time, son, God's a good God. God's a faithful God. God's a loving God. He'll give you another chance. He'll do it again. We thank God for the women of faith. We thank God for the Deborahs, mothers. They'll counsel us and speak to us referee us at times mothers that will speak the word of the Lord to us that builds us and blesses us that guides us in the right way in the blessed way movers that are able to inspire and take action when action is needed not willing to lay down and die when others bail but will stand up with a courageous faith motivators that have inspired each one of us that we could be better people than the people we would have been without them. That we can do things that maybe we wouldn't have done without them. Thank God for mothers like that. My mom, my mom, she barely, you know, she's not five foot. She's about 80 pounds. Feisty little thing, though, when you get her going. Amen? I mean, dad, wouldn't, dad, dad would do everything, but he don't want no microphone. He'll... he'll He'll take the chairs up and down. He'll work. He'll do don't, don't. But mom, you give her the mic, you might not get it back. Amen. She can. If the gift of gab must have come out of mom's line. Amen. But I'll never forget. Mom, mom was a tough one, though. When I first went, first said, Mama, 17 years old, 16, I feel called to go to Bible school. Yeah, she's only about that high. Put her finger in there. You better know that you're called. Because if you're not called, you'll fall flat on your face. Jojo, I've seen it throughout my life. But then, once I prayed through and I knew that I knew, I never had a better ally, never had a better, I'm in your corner, never had a better, now what do we got to do? I appreciated that, amen? I appreciated that, amen? She, she helped me make sure that I knew. She helped me go and make sure I wasn't just getting caught up in something, but I heard God myself. And then once she knew that I did, boom, always in my corner. Thank God for mothers that motivate us, amen, and help us to be more than we would have been without them. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, we're going to pray for the mothers, and then we're going to sing our final song, and then we're going to open the altars. So ladies, all ladies, why don't ladies just stand? I'm going to pray a blessing on you, and then we're going to bless you, and then we're just going to, then everyone can stand after I'm done praying, and we'll just sing a song of giving God thanks. I know every one of us have been blessed with ladies in our lives, godly women. I can remember my home church. You know, if you grew up in Pentecost, they always, them women could pray. I mean, them women could pray. If you're from Pentecost, Holy Ghost, 
Those women could pray. They didn't let them do a lot more back then, but man, they could pray. And I can remember as Pastor Allen that was just here a few weeks ago, as kids in Bible school in the summer, we'd street witness every Friday night. We'd go out street witnessing. And you know, there'd be a band of them older ladies. I mean, they seem really old when you're 17, amen? But uh, that, that band of old, you know, they would come. They would come. And the whole time we were out on the streets witnessing, they would stay in that church interceding the whole time. Amen? When we went off to school, they praying for us. They inter- I mean, it's wonderful about growing up in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praying women. That, I mean, I don't know. They, I'm sure they bailed us out of a lot of things. We probably would have. Well, I mean, it, so it's... So I just want to pray a blessing on your ladies. Because we love you here at Pleasant Grove. And we're so thankful for so many, just throughout the history of this great church. There's always been godly women of faith that served, that prayed, that believed God. And we're thankful up until this present moment. We are so blessed with having such a wonderful group of ladies that are, that are leaders, that are sacrificers, that are prayer warriors, that are motivators, that are nourishers and nurturers. We pray, Father, I want to thank you for all these wonderful, wonderful women of faith. Father, we pray your deepest, richest blessing upon these ladies. Lord, we ask you that you'll just fill their hearts afresh with the peace that passes understanding and the grace of God that is adequate for every task and every endeavor. Father, for all the mothers that are here, that have blessed us throughout the years, our our natural mothers and, and our spiritual mothers also, we thank you, Lord, for their prayers for their sacrifices, for their love, for the many, many examples of their life, the lessons they taught us. We thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to bless them right now. Lord, give them a special blessing. You know each one of them personally and intimately. Father, you know what they need. Give them what they need today. May the spirit of comfort and peace rest upon each one of them. Give them the desires of their heart. Fill them afresh with wisdom and joy. May the strength of the Spirit continue to enable them to carry out your call and fulfill the present purpose of their lives. Father, meet their needs. You know each one of them. Various seasons of life, various challenges of life. But you're our provider through every step of the journey. Father, meet their needs and speak to their hearts this morning. 